When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to SFF Yeah, a podcast dedicated to all things science fiction and fantasy. I'm Jen Northington, and I'm here with Sharifa Williams, and we are coming to you from Book Riot. What's up, Sharifa? Hello. How's it going? I am so excited for our new I'm podcast. I'm so excited, too. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about unicorns and dragons and outer space. Yes. Beams. Wormholes, <laughs> parallel dimensions, all of all those the things. things. <laughs> uh, so this is episode zero that you're listening to right now. And we are here today to tell you a little bit about ourselves and what you can expect to hear on the show. Um, so we're going to take that second part first. So we're going to be talking about like news coverage that we see around online on the interwebs that we hear from, you know, people on Twitter and things like that. We're going to be also talking about some books that are coming out and that look interesting that you might be interested in too and that hopefully we've read. <laughs> or that we're excited about reading, you know, or adaptations, seeing as how, like, it seems like every day there's a new oh, yeah. adaptation of a sci-fi or fantasy property. It's very um, hard to keep up with all of that. Yeah, I need, like, a database. I also, yeah. <laughs> for example, will tell you I have some interesting feelings about the Arthur C. Clarke Award shortlist this year, but I'm not going to tell you them right now. You'll have to tune back in to, for another show. I am intrigued. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Uh, well, they're not yeah. like bad feelings. They're just complicated. It's complicated. Hashtag yeah. it's complicated. Um, <laughs> so we also thought that we would tell you our nerd origin stories uh, because I feel like lots of us have those, right? That's not a thing I made up, is it? I don't think so. I think okay. everybody has their, I mean, if you are a nerd, you have your nerd origin story. Right. If you're, you're your own comic book character. We all have our origin <laughs> It's so true, though. Okay, so so mine is that I was a voracious reader growing up, and I was reading pretty far above my level because I just, like, wouldn't stop. Um, and there wasn't, when I was growing up, there really wasn't much YA. Like, you had Nancy Drew, and you had the Babysitter's Club, and then there really wasn't a whole lot, especially not um, science fiction or fantasy, oh, until yeah. you got to, you know, quote-unquote adult books. So I went from Nancy Drew basically to, like, Dragonlance and Anne. McCaffrey and Melanie Ron. Like, I just made the jump. Um, I think my dad wanted me to read Jane Austen, and I did eventually come to love Jane Austen, but I was, like, much more interested in dragons and spaceships at that point in my life. Um, so I'm talking, like, you know, 10, 11, 12 is when I started reading science fiction and fantasy that was not technically meant for children. Um, and also in those days, because I am in my 30s, there wasn't the internet as we know it today. Like the internet that you had was AOL or Prodigy or oh whatever. Oh my gosh, and the so, old times. <laughs> the oldie times. I'm old. So, so this story is going somewhere, I promise. So on AOL, there were all those message boards, right? Oh and, my god. And there was a whole section of message boards 
for the Dragon Riders of Pern, which is the Anne McCaffrey <laughs> series. And it wasn't called, like, fanfic at that point, or at least not that I remember. But I was a member of Aware, and I had all of these, like, OC, you know, original characters. Um, and we would write, like, these monthly story roundups about our characters and, like, have chats for hatchings and, like, the whole nine yards. Um, oh, and at wow. one point, I actually started my own little subsection of that area called Tupperware. And it was a joke <laughs> board for like dragon jokes. This is like truly. This is the best the, story I've this ever is heard. The true like burning heart of my nerdery. <laughs> so that was like, and that was that seemed perfectly legitimate to me at the time. Like, of course, how else would I be spending my time? Like, come on. Um, but it was really only Dragon Riders of Pern. Like, I'm sure there were other ones for other things. I'm sure there were Dragonlance boards. Somehow, I never got that far. And then I went to college, and I thought I was like a grown-up reader now, and I read, you know, Salman Rushdie and Ursula Le Guin, but I really stayed away from science fiction and fantasy for, you know, pretty much through my whole college career. Um, I thought I was, like, over it. And then I remember very specifically walking into an independent bookstore, like, six months after I graduated college and looking around and not knowing what the heck to read, and my eye fell on a used copy of The NeverEnding Story, and I was oh. like, oh, they're going to judge me for buying it. Like, I'm a grown-up. I guess I can pretend it's for somebody else. And I walked up to the counter with it, like, having this whole conversation in my head about it. And, of course, they didn't care. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is a great book. And I was like, yes, it is a great book. <laughs> and that was my return to, like, being unafraid to read science fiction and fantasy as a serious reader. Because I read everything, but I especially yeah. love sci-fi and fantasy. It's such a funny thing, that fear of genre. Like, it it feels like it's been such a long time since I've even thought about it because now I'm like, every book is my book. So, but there, there definitely are those times. Mm -hmm. I totally get you. Yeah. I had forgotten that I've, I thought I was too cool for it for a little while until somebody (laughs) reminded me the other day and I was like, oh man, you're right. Oh my gosh, that's A dark awesome. time. It was a dark time. <laughs> Your origin story is way better than mine. Mine is so wishy-washy because I was, uh, I mean, I was also into fantasy, like, since before I could remember, like, ever since I I started reading books. And I don't know, I think it, for me, it was just because, like, I, I lived, I had a very mousy, quiet existence, like, through my childhood and, you know all the way up to adulthood. So (laughs) for me, it was a lot of like, oh, I get to like live vicariously through these characters and like the more unhinged and crazy the story (laughs) was and imaginative, like the better it was for me. I just needed, I needed that. And fantasy always gave me that. It's funny because I didn't get into sci-fi until Mm. much later, but when I was young, Like, I had this thing where I would go to bookstores, and a lot of how I chose books was by the cover. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so many of those fantasy covers, like, they spoke to me when I was a kid, (laughs) but they were also super cheesy. Yeah. Because this is, like, I'm old, too, so this is probably, like, the 90s and, like, yeah, it must have been, like, the early 90s. And so, but I stumbled onto, like, the first time I read, like, what I considered at that very young age, an, like, adult real fantasy, because mm. I had the same problem with as you, like, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of YA stuff out there for me, although I did really love, like, 
books like Witch Week by Diana Wynne Jones and stuff like that. I I missed them somehow. Yeah, I missed them. I only just randomly stumbled across Witch Week, and it was the only book I read by her at that age. So Mm. I don't know how that. It must have been like an elementary school library. (laughs) But like I saw Mercedes Lackey's Vows and Honor series. Oh yes, the three in particular: Oathblood, Oathbreakers, and the Oathbound. And I was like, Mm. oh my gosh! Like I looked at this cover, and usually I tried to avoid like covers with guys on the front because you know i'm trying to live vicariously through these books here i need like a female character yeah and so i saw like oath blood i remember seeing that (laughs) book cover and it was like there's one woman who's like she looks like maybe south asian or something along those lines she's crouching and she has not only a dagger but a sword as well and she's got this wolf next to her and then above her is another woman with this like brazier and it's flaming with magical fire or smoke and I was like oh my gosh this is the book I finally found what I'm looking for and I I immediately got it and I read through those three books and I actually lost those books so while I was thinking about it today I totally order them on Amazon. Yes. So. <laughs> Correct. Reliving my past. Yeah, yeah. I I have been hunting for good condition copies of this series called The Keltiad, which like four other people in the world besides me have read. It's basically the Irish in outer space. Um, and they've been out of print for decades and I love them so much, but they're so hard to find. You need to write a letter to the publishers. I know. I have a wish space. list of Powell's. I have an I have an alert set up. <laughs> That's oh, well, there I you have it. So <laughs> I think that about wraps up our episode zero. We'll end on that note. Yay! Um, so thank you for listening to our very first recording of SFF. Yeah, um, the podcast will go live on June seventh, and then after that, we'll be on every other Wednesday. So we will hope to talk to you more then. See you later.